Welcome to the Designated Drinker Show, the podcast that's raising the bar and craft cocktails. I am Louise Salas, your host and guide today. Um, and with me, as always, is a very talented and quite lovely, I might add. If I'm her Cagney, she is my Lacey, <laughs> the mixtress DC Gina. Hi, that's cute. That was cute. I was in running. Little detective act. Um, from yeah, the 80s. Like you like that? I feel like I should have one of these right now, but you know, what else? <laughs> well, we might do that later. You never know. Yeah, that'd be fun. A drink or two. Who knows? I mean, trench coat. We are in runs. So. Yeah, we are. We are. Um, so, uh, kind of funny today. I want to say that the show is going to be brought to you by some pretty strong damn women everywhere. Um, and when I tell you who's today's guest is, it's all going to make sense. Um, and she's actually inspired me to want to share the following quote. Ready? Go. Um, a woman who knows what she brings to the table is not afraid to eat alone. And I, you know, you know me, Jenna, I never meet a stranger, so I don't eat alone anyway, <laughs> ever, even if the person next to me wants me to. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, let's make this twosome a threesome, shall we? Yes. And let's introduce our next designated drinker, the hostess with the mostess. So much cheese today. It's Anton, yeah. Brennan's head bartender extraordinaire, oh. Lou Brow. <laughs> Thank you for such a warm welcome. Absolutely. And welcome back to my city. Oh, yes. And I hope you'll make it your home while you're here. Absolutely. So just so everyone knows, we are in the heart of New Orleans. We are at the Napoleon House, which um, they're graciously hosting us again. Um, and just so you know, there's a lot of construction going on. You're going to hear a lot of bumps and Maybe some bruises, let's hope not. Um, but you'll hear it along the way, and that's just because they're making it, doing some amazing work to this really beautiful historic building. So you should come down, check it out. Uh, that, yes. Oh, that's not construction, that's just the spirits that live in the building. <laughs> <laughs> Abs, I, you are never alone in this space, ever. <laughs> uh, I'm with you on that. Yeah. So, uh, Luke, tell us about your um, journey here with the Brennan Group. and. Uh... Well, you know, it's. I think the thing that I'm most proud of is to be in a group that has always celebrated women in this industry. You know, starting with Ella Brennan. Uh, who started with uh, managing Brennan's when she was 18 years old, 1951. So she was always, you know, way ahead of her time and always inspired me. And of course, you know, we lost her recently. Yeah. And, um, and you know, here's to a life well lived. Yeah. Uh, because she inspired and mentored so many women. And I think, too, in another way, I want to really think about how I say this, is that she also taught a lot of gentlemen how to treat women in our industry. Yeah. Well, it's important. And that you treat them with respect and that you're, you know, we're equals. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that was something that was so apparent to me from day one. Yeah. Um, which was a big, nice, deep breath. That's so refreshing. So absolutely. I think we have her to thank for a lot that goes on in our city, a lot that goes on in our restaurant and hospitality business. Yes. Yes, I mean, there's, fortunately, there's some bad press that's going on, but it's always wonderful to hear um, about Especially, I mean, a, a woman taking that 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 lead. That lead, and that's you know, we all it's it takes a village, it really does. And it you're does. right. And if um, uh, it, it, we all need your your sons, your brothers, all need to learn how to your husbands. Don't get me wrong, um, to treat a woman with respect. Absolutely. Absolutely. I got I got one of those recently. I don't know. <laughs> but then we also need to te treat each other that way too. Um, and absolutely. Um, Share that knowledge and that in the and make for a better, better, happier world. Damn and it! Check on each other. Yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. She was a strong woman as well. She didn't take it. You know, like, you know, she made sure that everybody, she held herself as a lady. I mean, like, from everything I've, like, read and seen. Always, always. Tough, but fair. Most One of the most fair ladies I've ever met yeah. in my life. Always, always. So there wasn't any, you know, it was always a learning experience. It wasn't, um, yes, it wasn't a discipline without some form of, you know, learning and encouragement. Great. Always. That's awesome. But it's not just Ella and you. There's a lot of oh, other people in your organization. Right? Yes. You know, so with uh, the, the commanders group over there, you, of course, have her daughter leading the way, uh, T. Martin. And then um, Miss Ella's uh, niece, Lally. Yeah. And so I, uh, you know, work now for Ralph, who is Lally's brother. Yes. And we have a lot of strong women in our organization as well. That's great. So that's that's been refreshing too. So it it it'll, it'll it's amazing to see how those things are going. Are, are, I mean, this is a long history for you for this for this for this space. But it it'll, it'll be interesting to see how things are changing and women taking more um, prominent roles and and leadership roles in in all sorts of organizations and throughout the world. It'll be interesting to see how um, your daughters. What 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 their world will be like? What was that? Um, what was that movie? Um, uh, back in like the sixties, whatever, when women just ruled the planet and there were no men. What was it? Called Paradise. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, you know what I'm talking about. They were like on a like like the days of like Barbarella and all that. They had like oh. that. Um, there was a movie when all the women were on the planet. And they were. Uh, well, I can't think of the name of the movie. Oh, I don't I, know. We'll no, have to look it up. Look it up. Um. Yeah. Now I. You know, that's when you need your little phone to look everything up. And I don't let I don't let you have the phone on set. Well, anyway, anyway, so the women did rule the planet. It was like a perfect utopia, except you know, comes that little thing. Sometimes you're like, ah, have a little companionship, but you know, you can find that too with a woman, so or or something else. I don't know. Anyway, anyway. So Gina, have you guys known each other for a while? You were in the same cut from the same cloth. Yeah, I have been taught, taking seminars, uh, schooled, that was she was working behind a bar, and learned uh, a lot, a lot. This is uh, my uh, 15th, 15th, 16th, 15th year here for tail, coming down for tails. And when I first met Lou, um, she does not remember me. I juiced all of her juice for a seminar, and I was like <laughs> so proud to bring her a bucket. And she's like, did you strain it? And I was like, no. <laughs> and, I, and I went and strained it right back. It's all strange. She's like, is it how many ounces I asked for? I'm like, yes. She's like, did you measure it and make sure? I'm like, yes. She's like, well, I don't have to measure this again. I'm like, no. <laughs> and it was like, and I just gave it to her. And, and that was in the time when, um, you know, you had to still measure and do your own thing when you were prepping your stuff. But I was, I was just in, uh, in awe. And uh, I took this one, uh, she did this one event once um, where they made this uh, tomato, uh, it was like tomato, bacon, drink, and she had a visiting um, mixologist from oh, another city. I remember city. that. I remember that. And um, it was like a BLT cocktail and just kind of like blew, like changed everything for me. It's like they were juicing lettuce and they're making this cocktail. And this was 10, this was a good 10 years ago. This had, yeah. right, this is the very beginning. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I, I gotta juice all the lettuce. And I think I went back to DC and juiced every green thing I could possibly find. <laughs> I look back now. Do you ever look back at some of the drinks you've created in the yes. past and think, what was I thinking? <laughs> Boy, that was a lot of prep. <laughs> but amazing. But amazing. Can you, like, can you elaborate? I, want, I would love for you to elaborate a little bit on your journey because I feel like, you know, I know you and like that, but you're so much of an inspiration for, like, 
for me, and I know a lot of women that bartend, and um, I just kind of like want everybody to know how you kind of got here to being Lou Rao and, no, and people know you. Well, I, I appreciate your kind words, and they, they mean more to me than, than you'll ever know. Um, so, you know, I was lucky enough to get with the Brennan uh, family when I moved to New Orleans, and um, it was really funny because they were interviewing me for a different position. And later on, when I was talking to T about it, you know, we laughed about it because it was a very hard interview process. And she goes, every time I talk to you, you know, I'm talking to you about a management position and all this, you just keep talking about drinks. <laughs> all you wanted to talk about were drinks. And she goes, I take you here and you go back to drinks. I take you there, you go back to drinks. And she said, so I kept thinking, this girl wants to really do drinks. And she said, but at the time, you know, we put you, and this was pre-Katrina, put you in the front of the house as a beverage manager and, you know, working in the dining room and everything and, and, and working with the bartenders with drinks. She goes, but the whole time you wanted to be behind the bar. She yeah. said, I knew it. You know, and then Katrina happened and different things happened. The restaurant was closed for a while and, you know, I was given an offer at that time, uh, a, a very generous offer of uh, being able to pick whatever position you wanted because they just needed people to staff in New Orleans to get places open. Yeah. So, you know, you had different people fulfilling different roles. And I said, um, I'll, I'll be a bartender. And about three weeks into it, one night, T was sitting at the bar and she looked at me and she said, you're never going back, are you? And I said, no, I'm not. And she said, well, in a year, if you change your mind, because it's been a cr pretty crazy process, everything we've been through, then let me know and I have your back. And I said, oh, I'm not going. Yeah, <laughs> no, this is it. And so that's how it kind of all started, you know? That's amazing. And uh, I had a, you know, a big background and loving to cook, um, which I don't cook as much as I used to, but you know, I grew up, um, preserving vegetables and fruits and canning things with my mother when I was very young. So I think that kind of gave me the love and, um, just the satisfaction from it. I, I love making people happy with something I made. Yeah. And her cherries. And I still make cherries. I still make them for Christmas. What does that mean? What, 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 what? Let me in. I don't know. Before I even knew about Luxardo cherries, I used to brandy my own cherries. Oh, and, nice. Uh, and so, and I used to, and I still do at Christmas and, and give them as little gifts, but. She used to have them behind a bar all the time. She had like the cherries and stuff and the garnish. When I first went to, um, um, Swizzle, right? Right? Yes, yes that's yeah. it. So Swizzle bar. And I first time I went there, I walked in, I was like, what is this? It was this big block of ice in the middle of a bar. And then every station had every perfect amount of garnish and everything was cut beautifully. And there was these cherries and I had, right, I had them in Manhattan. I don't remember what I had. Yeah, I had them in Manhattan. And they, the bartender wasn't you. It was a bartender put in. He's like, would you like a cherry or a twist or whatever? No, they asked me all the right questions. And of course, I'm getting nervous because I'm like, I'm, you know, I was a kid. I didn't, you know. I didn't know what I liked, you know, so I was like, I don't know. And he's like, well, I, we should have it with this. Our, our, our lead bartender makes this. That's what they said. And I was like, oh, and put it in and I drank it. I was like, what is that? And they're like, oh, it's not with star. And he, I don't know what he said. Was in there. I want to say it was like star anise and oranges. I don't know what you put oh, in cinnamon and yeah. some sticks and clove. And it was delicious. And all I knew after that was I can never buy cherries again. Yeah. Because everything I thought what a cherry was, was not the right thing anymore. She had ruined a bad cherry for you. Many cherries, <laughs> you know, like you do. We don't get very many cherries in, in New Orleans. We just have a season that's about this long for them. Um, but we enjoy them when we get them. So that's why you have to preserve that? Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah.
I like, I love that. Then she taught a class, and then you taught a class, she taught a class seminar at one point with, um, I don't remember who it was, but you guys were talking about your garnish game and like the, Garnish game, wow. It was like a panel, I can't, it was a long time ago. It was on the panel and they had this garnishes and like how you store your garnishes and what you do with your leaves and this is how you take care of this. I mean, like mind numbing, like mind numbing. All right, so anyway, so sorry, I'm like, sorry. You're at Brennan's, you're working there. And now back to you, Lou. <laughs> What's funny about that is last night I was honored with Tony Abu Ghanim, who's just yes. who's somebody that has mentored me. and. I uh, love Tony, love Tony. And he was in the bar and one of my bartenders, you know, was uh, obsessed with uh, spanking Matt, which I am totally against. So anyway, and, and I mentioned it to him one day and I said, you know, it's not my style. Uh, I think all the oil from it, it's a delicate, you know, herb. All the oil goes on the bartender's hands and none's left in the drink. That's my opinion. And I mean, you know. Yeah. Um, so he was there last night and, and my coworker asked him, he said, hey, you know, how do you feel about that? And without missing a beat, he goes, you know, I don't like it. It really makes me angry. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked at, at my friend and coworker, and he said, I'm not going to do it anymore then. I said, okay, thank you. <laughs> makes me angry. <laughs> no, I, I think... Everybody has their style. Yeah. You know, everybody has their style. I mean, I don't believe in the big slap, like oh, that clap thing. Yeah. I don't want it to that. I like to take the stem right yeah. off and yeah. then kind of release some of the oil from it. Everybody's yeah. got their own method of what they want to do with that. So explain to me, what does that mean? Like when you, would you? Yeah, you never saw, you know, a, a group of people that thought that when you hit it really hard like yeah. that, it, it expressed the oil. Personally, I think it leaves it on your hands. So how do you do it? What would you I just, we have it soaked, I ice it down first, make sure that it's really hydrated. And then when we put it in a drink, I just snap the stem. You snap the stem. And then it. it just releases a little bit more of aroma. No, oh, so the at-home bartender could yeah. practice each Absolutely. way and see how they, how they I love feel. an at-home bartender while we're talking about that. I love guests when they come in and they experiment with drinks at home or they come in our bars and they see things and they want to go back home and replicate them. Yeah. It makes me very happy. I think it's great when you have a bartender that is, um, is that. Like, it will help you or tell you how to do it or share some of those behind-the-bar secrets. I mean, Gina obviously is very generous uh, at telling all of us how to do this, which yeah. is great. Um, but when you sit down and you have somebody, that hospitality part, that key element um, about sitting there and hanging out with somebody who... Um, is hostess with the mostess, but I mean, it really is inviting you to stay and have a drink. And, and if you have questions, they're happy to share it with you. It makes it, for it a great is. experience. And then when they come back in and see you and say, you know what? I did that. Yes. I did that. You know, and their confidence starts. But it's just or like, I think I did it, but it was awful. <laughs> yes. And believe me, I've done the same thing. And then I, then I just get to the point where like, I'm waiting for an invitation to your home. <laughs> See, that's what I love about New Orleans. It would not be weird for you to be invited to someone's house to have a drink. But if you invite somebody to your house in, in, in D.C. and have a drink, it's like, Creeper. Yeah. Creeper wants to come to my oh, house. It's so different here. Yeah. Well, it's, it's I used to live in Hawaii, and it's very much the same. Like, if I invite you to my home, it's like, it's not weird at all. It's absolutely. Come on oh, over. Yes, absolutely. Island life or just maybe the yeah. southern, like, maybe it's just the heat. The warmth. I don't know. The humidity. I don't know. I mean, I like the idea of it just being the heat. Let's talk. Let, you know what? It's time for a drink. Let's, drink. Right, let's do oh, a drink. I don't know what's gonna, in there. What's going right. on in that? It's right. beautiful, by the way. Um, so pretty. A, a friend lent me this beautiful, um, this beautiful, uh, stirring glass, which, um, she carried all the way here from DC. So I have to say that this is, uh, 
Incredible. All right. So what we have in here is um, we we know that Lou likes her gin mm -hmm. um, or gin or gin in general, not her or gin. everybody else's gin. <laughs> yeah. And um, so what this is is uh, it's actually a London London Dry Gin. So it's um, it's Bombay Sapphire, and we took it and we put um, so in here we have uh, two and a half ounces, and there's two drinks, so double the amount, and then um, just one. One tea bag, uh, and it's about a tablespoon of just chamomile. Mm -hmm. And uh, the reason why I use the tea bag is like normally if I was doing this at a restaurant, I would do this in a big batch. But like when you're doing this at home, you know, you do, you, do, you can make one drink for yourself. Mm -hmm. You let it sit. So maybe you get home from work and you take a tea bag and you put it inside of, you know, one uh, um, two and a half ounces of gin and you let it sit there. And then you have to get changed or whatever you're going to do. It'll be ready. Check the 30, mail. 40, yeah, 30, yeah. 45 minutes. And uh, you can do it at less time, but when you do it, there's about around, uh, I guess I say we're about 30, 35, 40 minutes in there. You get this beautiful golden color. And um, I love it because it's got this it's gorgeous, like herbaceousness to it. And it's beautiful. And like, but you have to remember, gin already has all that herbaceousness in it already. You know, it's got the coriander and anise and dried lemon peels and grapefruit, depending on what you're using. And, you know, it doesn't need you to help or orris root and doesn't need you to like and of course juniper to uh taint it up too much because it's it is what it you know it is what it is and like i personally love just a stirred um martini it's kind of really nice um i will say this though that i am a girl of the a believer in the vermouth um i see that some people are always like oh you know it's it's not that but for me i like a, um a ratio of a little bit disproportionate. I like uh, two and a half to a one ratio when I do an infusion or a two one for a regular martini. So we're gonna do that right now. So we're gonna use um, just a regular um, straight vermouth, dry. I put one ounce and I'm gonna put another ounce. And you always keep your vermouth in the refrigerator, correct? Yes, cold. Keep your vermouth cold. Please don't leave your vermouth on your bar. I and mean, if you do and your bar is freezing, I understand, or you live in Alaska, <laughs> we're good. Um, and you have no indoor heating. If the northern lights is something you see every day, you're probably fine. But if you're in a hot climate, um, your vermouth is temperamental and you might want to just leave it alone. So um, little thing that I like, I like a chilled glass. I mean, you know, again, especially we're down here in New Orleans, it's hot. You know, so taking your liquor that's been on the shelf and doing that, you need to chill the glass to get it, keep it cold. There's nothing worse than putting all this work in there and then you don't chill the glass and now the glass is hot and now the drink is room temperature and you're like, why did I do that? <laughs> anyway, so I'm gonna put our ice in and we are gonna give this a stir. And for those people that have listened to our podcast before, um, I'm a firm believer in the 30 rotations. Some people do however long they want to do it. This is what I do. Do you have a similar rule of thumb? 25. You have 25? 25 and add extra ice. <laughs> oh, see? And pour through clean ice. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, Everybody has a little bit different. But you know what? You're right. And then also, she stirs faster than I do, just so everybody knows. Well, I'm sure. Imagine all of those things come into play. It depends like, on the crowd level. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I don't stir. Is the person waiting at the bar or, or 50? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, you know, don't you love it, though, when you have like, that gas that really gets that first good drink before the crowd really gets there? And like you're like, you know, all your drinks are good, but you know, like that moment of zen that you have that peace, it's your first drink of the night, you're like, you're ready to go. 
You know, sometimes it becomes your most precious and it's just, it's the best, so, okay. So, so your advice is to come early then. <laughs> but yeah, come come early, stay late now. All right, Pull so, a shift. So we're gonna do, um, you know, I wasn't gonna do this before, but now I'm gonna do it over the, the glass. I was gonna, um, you could smell it. I know yeah, that. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. So we're gonna do something a little different. I'm just gonna rub the basil in there, which I actually like to do, and I don't actually put basil in the drink. There's that for a little garnish. So you just leave those oils mm. on the glass surface itself? When it's cold like this, it's really fun to do it like that, just to kind of give it like a, um, you're just basically perfuming the glass. You're not gonna get like this crazy um, herbaceous thing. A whisper, if you will. Yeah, you know, you don't, you don't need, uh, you don't need to overstate something, especially when you're drinking a martini, you just need to, you know, just do it. Suggest, suggest, um, Subjectively, suggestively, suggestively, that's it, suggestively. Um, and we're gonna put, oh, I meant to, oh my goodness. Lou, I'm frazzled. Why are you frazzled? I don't know. It's you. I don't know, it's too much greatness. Um, so I like a little dime size. I am not a big, let's, you know, get it on with the, there, and I don't even put it in my drink. I just like it just a little bit, or I do something like this. Oh, this is making me so happy. I know. Yeah. And then we'll finish. Well, I'm gonna finish it just for just for the it's pretty, so beautiful. The daintiness and and that's Thank it. You. Oh, cheers! I'm so cheers. excited. Cheers. Okay, you better be going and cheers to you. Cheers. I can't tell you how honored I am to be here. Oh, I'm like terrified right now. Lil, like to see. I like it. Oh my gosh, that's lovely. That's wow. In the finish on that, you really start to the chamomile comes out in the finish on that. That is amazing. And the aroma on the nose, everything is beautiful about it. Thank you. Your check's coming. Give me, I'll give you the envelope in a minute, okay? I'll be like, thank you so much, Lou, for coming. Quick question though, with those tea bags that you discarded, do you just yeah. save those for the next morning, like the morning after? <laughs> all night, you just apply. Oh, on your eyelid. Yeah. That's a good idea. <laughs> you put them in the freezer. Gin soaked. <laughs> Say after the night I had last night, I should have had that in my eyes this morning. I wasn't, I wasn't ready for that. I forget what the city has to get you. Yeah, Nola can get you. And it's, it's the humidity. Yeah. It's not the heat. It's the humidity. It's not the alcohol. Yeah. Speaking of, I think do another drink. What? I'm gonna take another sip. Oh, another sip. I that's okay I with you. Oh yeah, can you make me another? I was like, uh, that's a hefty martini size, but okay. <laughs> Okay, I mean, they're gonna go in a whole different no direction. No judging, we're in NOLA. I mean, no. <laughs> I'll go in a different direction. Let's, uh, you know, we'll cancel everything out. Well, I say we just, let's do that. So if you want this recipe or any of the other recipes that uh, Gina whips up for us on these shows, which are all amazing, um, just head on over to designateddrinker.show. That's designateddrinker.show. And uh, for all those recipes and how-tos. So that brings us to, unless you have something else. I have a quick question. Absolutely. I'm dying to know what you ladies drink before we conclude for the day. What do you drink? What's your go-to? All right, ready? Summertime, for me, gin. Love gin. Or, or if I'm going out to dinner, pre-gin pre -gin, uh, martini, fave. And then I think whiskey. I love whiskey drinks and like uh, rye and stuff. I don't think there's anything I don't particularly not like. I just prefer. I have go-tos. I'm big. I love gin, um, uh, and I love a dirty martini. My martinis gotta be like filthy. Okay. Like my ankles are swelling with every sip. Uh, <laughs> sodium for a week, um, and then 
I'm a tequila girl. Yeah. Oh, yes. Well. Yeah. Shots. She likes me to do shots. I like to sip them, and she gives yes. me shit for not yes. shooting, so I just sip them. That's yes. a lot of sisters to say. <laughs> Whatever. Mezcal, I think mezcal sipping is why I love this drink so much is because I'm originally from North Louisiana, where sweet tea is basically the house wine of the South. Oh, yeah. And so when you put tea in this drink, it's just perfect. Yeah. 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 Good well, to be in Southern. I didn't even know that, and now yeah. I knew that. Cheers for coming. Cheers. Thank you, ladies. What a lovely way to start my day. So I um, say we just close this up. All right. All right. And so uh, that means. Catch up with you, ladies. You know this saying better than I do, I'm sure. uh, Last call. We don't have to go home, but let's just go hang out at Brennan's with Liam. Yes. (laughs) Yes. If you'll have us. I would love to. I would love to. Wonderful. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you.